all too often society um, has us to believe that we need a family, we need a husband or, you know, or a wife or parents or something to make us whole. And I believe in all actuality, uh, we, we are whole, we were born whole, the universe has made us um, perfect to be able to sustain ourselves. So we have to uh, look at ourselves as that, and like we're strong enough to hold ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're strong enough to keep ourselves moving forward. We are strong enough to validate our efforts and validate our beauty, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. we just have to give ourselves permission to be um, good to ourselves. Got a lot of love. Yeah, that's for sure. Got music and movies. Welcome to The Ed Show, sponsored by Off-Leash Canine Training, Karis Healthcare, and the Relevant App. We don't dispense medical advice, and all your health choices are your own. Yeah, and the opinions expressed today on the show are not necessarily those of A-Edge Productions. This is Season 6, Episode 10, How Can We Empower Women? I'm Wendy Love Edge, and this is my co-host, Brandon Lee. How are you today? I'm doing good. I'm doing excellent. Enjoying the sunshine, soaking up the sunshine. You know, when uh, the weather gets cold and you're just right there on the edge of spring, I just crave the sunshine. So I've been trying to get as much vitamin D and and the sun in my face. Oh, yes. It really does help. It definitely does. I'm enjoying it myself. In fact, since Mary Jane's been going to off-leash canine training, she's walking so much better on the leash. So I'm out, uh, you know, walking her. Get, we're both getting some sunshine. And I saw her. She's making awesome progress. Like that, just the, the sit and just staying right next to you. Yes. Uh, that's like night and day, isn't it? It really is. It's it's so much more enjoyable for our family and uh, and yeah. And then I uh, I can get out in the sunshine with her, which feels really good for both of us. Uh, yeah. But I agree, it's just uh, it does wonders for sure. We are expecting some snow <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> but uh, we may that's still have our, sunshine with it. I don't know. Yeah, that's our Arkansas weather for you. So that's just what we do here. Yes, that's how, how we. Uh, how we approach the winter, the end of winter and spring. It may snow in June, who knows? knows. (laughs) Yeah, they say that in New England, uh, you know, just if you don't like the weather, wait a minute and it'll change. But it's true here too. It's really, and then here you better take cover at some point, you know, (laughs) don't like the weather, there's a tornado coming. Yeah, that's our thing. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little different, a little scarier. (laughs) 
<laughs> for for New Englander anyway. Um, well, this episode is about women's empowerment, and uh, and you are our our male voice <laughs> for the women's empowerment episode this season. Um, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about it. Um, you know, I think things have moved forward in many ways for women, and in some ways they're moving back a little bit. So, um, you know, I kind of grew up in in the patriarchy for sure, and we still have it. We're we're dismantling it, I think, a little bit at a time. Um, but what are your thoughts about you know patriarchy and and yeah, when- I I do think there is some sort of patriarchy when you're talking about that. I'm always a believer in more of a class situation when it comes to that, but you know who leads that. So, and mm-hmm. these values have kind of been ingrained in us, everything, Wendy. I mean, when you're talking about um, women's empowerment, you talk about all the way, th- all the relationships and the mm-hmm. way we are treating ladies in general and relationships all together. And it's just something that we, you got to think about it, just that's been passed down for generation to generation and just the way things are supposed to be. Right. Uh, but we make that. And I think the more that we show equality and listen and bring our fellow humans to the table, everyone's here. Everyone is unique. I don't know if you've realized this, but <laughs> whether you're a guy or a girl, everyone is unique and everyone deserves an opportunity mm-hmm. um, and an equal opportunity to, to reach goals, whether it be at work, or uh, out in play and sports and all of those things. I think that's very vital. So mm-hmm. I, I grew up with a mother that is, um, you know, dear to me. I'm a mama's boy and I watched her work hard. You know, she went through college uh, and still to this day works in the medical field and, um, and helps out new moms and uh, empowers other women to have babies and to uh, be really strong with their bodies. And um, so I've definitely watched that uh, between my even my older sister, my younger sister being able to own businesses. And um, so, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot more equality there, but there's still a long ways to go, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I love it that you recognize, you know, you grew up with a strong mother who gave this example to you. And I think that's really important um, for for everyone, but particularly for males, so they can kind of see that and understand that that women are powerful and yeah. mom's a boss. <laughs> mom's a boss. She can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And seeing that is uh yeah, it it does empower women. And it also, you know, makes you remind you that uh that everyone's trying and that everyone they have something to bring to the table. And we know this with women there I I for the most part, most women are more organized than guys are. We just mm-hmm. got to admit that. And it's just the way that they, you know, uh, most women are just more put together and more cerebral. And uh, and we can use that in our day-to-day lives in all of the things that we do, whether it be jobs that you don't think girls can handle. Um, they've proven over and over again they can't. So yes, equality is where it's at. Yes, for sure. I agree, of course. I think, you know, we're faced still in society with so many things. You know, women are still not paid equal to men. 
And, you know, I saw that firsthand, you know, years ago when I was an area director for a rehab company, it was, it was a big job. It had, you know, it had a a good salary, but I found out years into it that my male counterparts were definitely making at least a third more than I was making. And it's so disheartening. It really hits you. You know, money's not everything, of course, but, but to just uh, worth self-worth wise, just to realize that simply because of your gender, we're going to pay you a little, we're going to pay you less, you know? Yeah, and that's more things that come with society and just the way things work in general in the corporate world, you know? Um, and this is what we just accept. And those things that you just say, okay, well, this is just part of it has been like that. And yeah, it's part of a, you know, good old boys club and um, and all of these things that we just have, have accepted. And yeah, I think a lot of these things are coming to the light um, and a lot of, a lot of guys and a lot of people in general are are finally seeing, uh, you know, hey, listen, we need to have some equality here and speak up. You know, we're we, we mentioned this. You, you get a paycheck and a lot of people don't share that information with others. Mm-hmm. You, know, you keep it close to chest. And um, and that's just, again, what we do. That's what we've learned. That's our tactic of, of doing that. And so all those employers or employees that worked with you, Wendy, you know, like they could have told you, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, are they saying hush hush or did they know, you know, and that kind of gives you a it, just bad morale all in general that you're not paying someone that's doing the exact same thing, the same amount. It's just right, right. And that's just sort of one piece of it, you know, giving women a place at the table. You know, we're we're finding now, um, you know, I have a friend, um, she's in her late 70s. And um, when some of the really old, you know, sexual harassment cases came forward. This that all started happening. And our previous president was in office. And many women were really upset because we all knew the background of that individual um, yeah. and his record with women. Um, but she said to me, you know, Wendy, I'm sitting back and smiling because I'm watching the patriarchy start to crumble. You know, and so sometimes we have to go through these growing pains to see the other side of it, you know? It's true. And I think that with just the way the world works now with the instant um, media and the instant uh, visual of seeing things happen in real time that we get to call people out and call and you get to see a lot. It's a lot more clarity with Mm -hmm. what is happening and kind of behind the curtain of a lot of these businesses in corporate America. So yeah, hopefully we're watching this fall and um and make a little bit more equal and so you know as we talk about women's uh women having that opportunity we we got to remember that you know there's also this whole nother level of uh people with uh with a lot of money with the corporate money that need to get on board as well yeah for sure uh well coming up next my interview with becky deans Joining me now is Becky Deans, the office alchemist. She is a talent management and employee well-being consultant for the cannabis industry. Welcome to the show, Becky. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I love the name of your company. Tell me, what made you choose the word alchemist? Hmm. Well, I like to say it's because I, I look for the gold in every employee. 
And then I unearth it and I bring their best self out so that they are a, a high performance employee. That's amazing. I love that. Such a positive angle. Um, so how, tell me a little bit more about your work and how it impacts women in the workplace in particular. Okay. Um, so pretty much I, a company hires me to help them custom design their employee training and development program to embody their company culture and their core values. And the way it helps women in the workplace is we spend more time with our coworkers than we do with our own families. Mm. And if we work in an environment that is stressful, unorganized, um, doesn't have very good accountability, people are going to take that stress home to their families at the end of the day. And so, yeah, that's and so, so by true. helping, yeah. It, yeah, oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it is true when people are working full time, especially, you know, professional people, everyone really. Um, you know, you are spending so much time at work. You said something earlier too about um, making sure that their practices are in line with the core values. That is also so important. And something I've seen that I've seen that misalignment in jobs I've had in the past. And it's like they don't, the company doesn't even really realize it. You know, do you find that? Yeah, you know, they're, their intention is good, but if you don't put them into practice and, and teach them to your employees and, and the management has to uphold those core values. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult because I know that they want to, they just don't always know how to. Right, right. And that's where the training and development program comes in because it's like I said, I help them create these behaviors, this, this system throughout their company that's that embodies that. So they don't have to try as hard and mm -hmm. fail. It's already embedded in their, in their workforce, right. in their workflow. Nice. So um, I think one of the core values for women to look for maybe that, that, you know, that they value and encourage women into leadership roles and that kind of thing. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, the thing about having a, a training program is you can bring in a new hire and maybe they have the skills you're looking for, maybe they don't, and you can develop them into a high performance person. Mm -hmm. so I often tell people, you know, you're always looking for top talent. Well, they're already in your workplace. You just need to invest in them there. And what I find when I do develop these training and development programs is often it's the women that take it by the horns and they're like, this is awesome. And they, and they really enjoy it and, and take it on. Whereas the men are like, Ugh, I don't want to have to learn something new. Mm -hmm. And, and it just gives women that, well, women that opportunity to have a roadmap on how to be promoted. You know, it gives them a path to follow. Yeah. And my hope is that more women will continue to get hired in the cannabis industry and be able to really utilize their career 
to to build a family on it, you know, mm-hmm. to to build a career so that in 10, 15 years, their desire is to be the CEO of, of a cannabis company instead mm-hmm. of remain a trimmer or working in the field. Right, right. Looking for those leadership positions that they may have the skills for, but they don't quite know how to how to uh, bring that forward and let their employer know um, that they have these skills. So it's great that you're there mining, <laughs> finding those, you know, those strengths. Um, you know, according to MJ Biz Daily um, for 2021, women in the cannabis industry um, have decreased uh, in the leadership roles. It's down to 22% lower than, you know, in uh in 2019, where it was up over 30%. So what are your thoughts about that? Is it what we're talking about now that that they're just not being identified? Or what do you think? Um, It's tough. You know, I will say that when I do find the women who want to really take on the training program and the development program, they hit a ceiling in the boys club. Mm -hmm. You know, it's what they realize is, oh, and where you have system and order, things run smoother. Mm -hmm. And so they, they get it and they take it on. And then the guys are like, we don't want that. We don't, that's nerdy. That's like being a cop, you know, we don't want to follow the rules. And it's hard because then that resistance just jams up the workflow. Mm -hmm. And when you're there speaking wisdom as a woman, Mm-hmm. sometimes you're considered the buzzkill and I think they get fed up. Mm-hmm. That's a to- really interesting perspective that I hadn't thought about. You know, um, a lot of people come to the cannabis industry, you know, they've, they've been lied to, they've struggled. Maybe, maybe they've even been to prison. It's horrible, you know, as a result of the drug war. Um, and so putting uh, systems into place and and having you know sort of a structured uh, work environment and all of that may be something that they do push away. I had, I really hadn't thought about that at all. Goodness, um, mm-hmm. and it seems like women would be more prone to that organization and roles, like you said. Yeah, because yeah, it creates order. Mm-hmm. I mean, the cannabis industry is constantly changing. It's fast paced. It's stressful. And if you don't have, I mean, and conflict and chaos does bring innovation. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's, you know, you can, you can't make a cookie cutter, perfect workplace in this industry that's constantly changing, but you can weed out a lot of drama Mm -hmm. by having the right systems in place. And it's actually encouraged. And in some compliance situations, it's mandatory and people just skirt around it. And what they don't realize, and this is how I really drive home my pain point Mm -hmm. to employers is um, they're leaking money. Every time an employee is confused and it takes them, excuse me, 10 or 15 minutes to go ask another employee what they're supposed to be doing. All of a sudden that's 30 minutes of two employees not working. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. it you'd leak a lot of money by not having, you know, certain systems in place. And, you know, 25% of the training I do is on communication. 
Hmm. You know, because we don't learn how to communicate well. We go home and we communicate however we do with our families. And then we bring that to work. And you have all this chaos where it's like, if you put in place some guidelines on how to communicate, mm-hmm. then your employees all know that that's the system. Now, does it make it perfect? No, but they know that they're going to bring a solution along with the problem. Right. They're going to know how to find a solution, even if it's not a good one to bring to the table. Right. Right. Yeah. It's so important for everyone to kind of know what the rules are. Um, you know, everybody, I think, performs better in in that situation. And, you know, how do we communicate today? That's so we're, we're bombarded with communication, you know, Um, Mm. like if somebody asks me, can can I communicate with you on a platform I'm not on? I, I, I get a nod in my stomach. I cannot add another thing, you know? So I would imagine in the workplace, that's so important to figure out how are we going to communicate and let's all try to stick to that so that we know, where to get that communication, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in general, you know, what do you think, how do we empower and encourage women? You know, today we're, we're being hit with so many things, taking away women's rights, um, possibly taking away women's rights. How do we encourage, you know, self-worth and, and, uh, and that, uh, that they're important? Um, what are your thoughts about that at work? Mm. Well, I just had a conversation yesterday with a woman who's probably in her late 60s, and she said, things have gotten better for women, and I don't want people to forget that. She said, you know, when she was in the workplace 30 years ago, it was so different than it is now, and it really brought that perspective of let's not forget that we have progressed Mm -hmm. and that we still, we have choices now that women haven't had in the past. And I guess it's focusing on the progression and not the oppression. (laughs) Right. I love that. Focus on the progression, not the oppression. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining me. This has been really informative. Where can people get in touch with you? Uh, They can go to my website, officealchemist.com. And if they scroll all the way down to the bottom, they can sign up for a free workplace wellness evaluation. And yeah, it's where I will send all of their employees a confidential survey and the employees will will tell us how they feel about the workplace. And then I compile that information. It's completely anonymous. Mm -hmm. I compile the information into a chart that shows a company where their employees are happy, where they're not. And then I give them free suggestions on what they can do to change that. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks again, Becky. Joining me now is the founder of Can I Work? Shamika Nolan. Welcome back to the show, Shamika. Hello, and thank you for having me back, Wendy. Yes, I'm excited to chat with you about women's empowerment. I feel like that's a lot of what you do. Um, you're, you're always tr- lifting me up whenever we communicate, and I love that. Um, so what are your thoughts about, you know, how can we in general 
empower and encourage women in a, in a world where there's still a lot of oppression and and even some rolling back of things that improved over the years. You know, how can we um, day to day encourage women and empower them? Oh, my dear Wendy is to look yourself in the mirror and give yourself all the validation that you need. I think it's really, really important that we get what we need internally and not look so much outside. So I may sound crazy sometimes in the mornings, but I talk to myself like, girl, you look good. You're going to slay today. Oh, look at those at whatever. Um, look within. I think that's, uh, you know, I feel it's the most empowering thing that I've ritual that I've developed is actually speaking to myself because um, nobody knows me better than me, right? So um, being open and being committed to improving myself and bettering myself and holding myself accountable, that's a part of that, uh, you know, talking to myself. It's like, girl, you didn't get on the floor and do those crunches today. Oh, I know, I know, I know. So, you, you know, that whole conversation really being honest is definitely um, empowering being honest with the people around you. Um, I might've said this before, but no is good. Learning how to say no is very, very, very healthy. Um, and putting yourself first, you know, being selfish with you, loving yourself more. I think it's the most empowering thing that women can do. All too often society um, has us to believe that we need a family, we need a husband or, you know, or wife or parents or something to make us whole. And I believe in all actuality, uh, we, we are whole. We were born whole. The universe has made us um, perfect to be able to sustain ourselves. So we have to uh, look at ourselves as that. And like, we're strong enough to hold ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We're strong enough to keep ourselves moving forward. We are strong enough to validate our efforts and validate our beauty, you know? Um, and mm -hmm. we just have to give ourselves permission to be um, good to ourselves. All of that is fantastic advice. Um, you know, I was reading an article about, you know, women in other countries where there's a lot of suppression and how can we um, support women um, who really don't have opportunities like we do, you know, um, you know, so I think, I think that uh, there are ways perhaps that we can do that, um, but it, it is challenging. And I think here um, in America, we have to look at, though things do seem to be rolling back, we have to look at, you know, what we do have, because we still do have a lot of opportunity. Maybe focusing on the opportunity is better than focusing on what seems to be slipping away. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, control of our own bodies is a big deal, you know. Um, and here in the U.S., there's been um, some changes with that in different states. You know, that can feel disempowering, I think, to many women. Now, what do you, do you have thoughts about that? Absolutely feel disempowered um, with, the, with the medical system. Uh, you know, period, uh, because coming up, it was mainly male doctors, and it was something that another male doctor had taught them in a, probably a predominantly male school, mm -hmm. um, and being heard for a woman, uh, namely an African-American woman, was, was very, very uh, difficult with the challenges as far as being able to be my most healthy me. Yeah, that is a big problem. I mean, we've, we've lived in a patriarchal world, and many uh, 
the physician training doesn't, it seems like they're not learning these things, which is insane, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're going to decide to be an OBGYN, uh, it seems that you should be educated about the differences, the variation, and so women have the best um, information. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, right now we're, we're, we're facing, you know, rollback, um, you know, with Roe versus Wade, we're experiencing, um, you know, even criminalizing, um, you know, when people have a miscarriage, you know, um, it's, it's frightening, really, for a lot of women, you know, so, um, you know, we have to figure out how to weather through this, and, and when we need to act, and when we need to continue to focus on what we do have, you know, I think it's a hard balance sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, making a list of everything that went good for you today mm-hmm. at the end of your day is, is difficult when you have clutter and, you know, everything going on. You just, you know, it's, it, it is very difficult. Uh, it is a mindset thing, Queens. We are strong. We yes. are strong. We are mm-hmm. so very strong. Um and I want to say that if we write down, you know, all the good things that happen to us each day, that it helps kind of clear that clutter, especially before bed. We don't want to go to bed uh, with that same clutter that, you know, we went through the day with. It helps us wake up with a better attitude you know, right. as well. Um, but it's normal, Queens, if you start thinking about the good things that happen and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't do it. That's normal. Give yourself 60 seconds every day to build up on that. Um, but I agree, it's really, really important to start focusing on gratitude mm-hmm. as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the things that we just really can't control. Yeah. Right, right, right. It, that's so true. And I think women, um, you know, on the list of things to be concerned about, our list can get really big, you know. Yeah. Uh, Number yeah. one should be you. I got to go back to the beginning of our conversation. Number mm-hmm. one on your list of being grateful for for that day is you being you. Thank yourself for your presence, <laughs> you know, throughout that day. I say that's number one. You come first. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, I, I wanted to mention, uh, um, I mentioned with uh, with my last guest on this episode, Becky Deans, that, you know, uh, the studies are showing that women in leadership roles in can- the cannabis industry is actually decreasing. Mm-hmm. Um, back in 2019, it was like 35%, and now it's way below that. I, uh, so um, I don't know, what are your thoughts about that? And uh, how can we turn that around? Because it seems like it, it ends up being kind of a boys club many times. And I know that you really lift up women in the cannabis industry. I love what you do. Um, so what are your thoughts for us? <laughs> My question would be why? That's a really good question for me. But that's I, I, the question that goes back is why? Why are we decreasing our presence in this space? Mm-hmm. Um, without knowing that, it's really hard to give, uh, you know, a, a really good answer, an educated, you know, uh, mm-hmm. answer about it. It could be financial reasons. It could mm-hmm. be, you know, family. I, I, I just don't know. Right. Um, I would tell the women, maybe we're being a little bit more patient with it. We might already have it fine tunes where we're like, bam, in a couple of years and just take over. I don't know. <laughs> I love I that know. idea. I love that idea. <laughs> you know, we just don't know what we're doing because we're magnificent strategists, right? Mm-hmm. We think ahead. We think like so far ahead to where like, wait, wait, 
why do I need a life jacket? Well, well we're going swimming next week, so you're going to need a life jacket. Mm-hmm. What type of deal? Um, I would tell women also to, uh, I can't say it enough, just be patient with the process. Mm-hmm. Be really patient with the process. Learn as much as you can. And you've heard me say be strong, but you have to be strong enough to be dependent as well on the community itself. Don't try to do everything you know, yourself. Mm-hmm. I think we have to continue to display strength. And as as an example, you are a shining example of strength and resilience. And I think all women um, can also do it too. And we just have to keep uh, moving forward. And like you said, if a door closes, if you're in a cannabis company where they're only promoting the men, maybe that's not the place for you. Sometimes you have to, if you keep pushing you may not get anywhere, but just go in another window somewhere else, you know, or make your own. Right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, this has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for joining me. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, yes. It's been wonderful to be here as well. You guys, please reach out to me at caniwork.org. That is C-A-N-N-I-W-O-R-K.org. We are also on Facebook and Instagram, but most importantly, baby, we are on the relevant app. Uh, Check us out at the Can I Work Bye. Yes. Thank you so much. Miss Teddy here with your Food is Medicine Minute. Women's empowerment. Um, I was doing some research, and if there are five foods that are made just for women, it would be these five foods. The first one is cranberries. As women are prone to UTIs, cranberries is one of nature's fighting force against UTIs. The second one would be yogurt. Yogurt helps keep the pH balance leveled in the vaginal area, therefore avoiding a nasty visit from the yeasty boys, aka a yeast infection. The third one is soy. Soy helps with vaginal dryness, which can help avoid uncomfortable or painful sex due to vaginal dryness. The fourth one is sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes help strengthen the vaginal walls, which can help with fertility, and it also helps with polycystic ovary syndrome. The fifth one is fatty acids. Fatty acids help you boost your libido, and it can also help achieve better orgasms. For more information on food is medicine, please feel free to contact me at Learn From Teddy on Facebook. Thank you. Okay, tits up. Go out there and be the reason the devil's freaking nervous today. Well, such great information from Becky and Shamika, and always great to see Miss Teddy, of course. Um, so, uh, so did you watch anything this week, Brandon? You know, I I watched a few things. It's been kind of sports heavy. I'm sorry, I watch a lot of sports. I'm a sports nut. No apology uh, <laughs> needed. And you know, many women watch a lot of sports too, of course. They do, and I I tell you. Uh, don't just because this is one of those big things. I know girls that know more about sports than guys do, mm-hmm. uh, hands down. And you know, IPA for women's sports, the University of Arkansas, uh, from everything from swim and dive to soccer to softball to volleyball. And I have seen athletes, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And there is a difference between uh, someone that is an athlete and someone that is not. And I always laugh at. Uh, these guys sometimes that are like, oh, well, I can do that. And, you know, or, you know, soft pitch, you know, uh-huh. softball, you know, no, it's not that way. They could strike you out and they are athletes. I've been on the floor with um, like uh, the volleyball floor with um, some of these athletes and they're just 
humongous people and uh, so good at what they do. So I'm going to tell you, if you're doing something, you can do it. And there's a lot of women that have uh, gone before us that have showed us that that's exactly it. They, they've empowered all of us to be able to, uh, to, to seek our goals for everyone, not just girls, not just, um, you know, women, but uh, for everyone. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that has come a long way from what it was. I'm even seeing every so often I see an article about, you know, a high school young woman who is playing football. You know, when I was growing up, that wasn't even a possibility, you know? Yeah. yeah. I saw the, um, there's a soccer, a girl that plays soccer that was kicking field goals for Vanderbilt. And I got to announce her uh, at the soccer fields. Nice. And two, like a week later, she's on the football field kicking field goals. Wow. And so, yeah, there's, it, it happens. And as we say, there's no limits to that. If you want to do something, by all means, go after it and, and definitely be devoted to it. It's, it's going to take a lot of practice, just like anyone being able to do something like that. It's not going to be handed to you either. Right. But just having that opportunity is, is what it's about. And so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. Women should have those equal opportunities. So tell me, so, so uh, you, you didn't watch something or you did now I forget. Okay, so I didn't watch anything, <laughs> but I did. Um, so I've been giving away movie passes on my show. I have a radio show so that I've been doing these movie passes for probably about three months. You're like, now. I have this little radio show. You're like the yes. morning guy. You're like, yes, the, you're like, guy. yes, I do. I do some radio stuff, but um, you know, for the, for the listener that maybe not, uh, or someone that's watching this may not know, but I give away these passes on a freebie Friday. We try to give away things. And so I've been giving away these passes mostly to benefit me, Wendy, because I can find out what movies they go to and what they like and what they don't. And like, what oh. was so I've been asking them, it kind of backfired though. So I've been asking them for about two or three months to do this. I never heard back from any one of these people that won. <laughs> no. Specific, like, let me know, uh-huh. you know, how was this movie? So I finally got one back. I was so happy. This uh, lady named Tasha uh, messaged me and said, hey, listen, I went to the movies. I brought my 16 year old son. And they watched Uncharted. And Uncharted has uh, the guy from Spider-Man in it, Tom Holland, Mm -hmm. and also has Marky Mark Wahlberg, uh, which I I heard. I love Mark Wahlberg. Yes. (laughs) I knew it. Yes. He's he's like from your neighborhood, right? Is that? Yeah, right, right. Well, I was telling you the the stories about about Dorchester when I was young and uh, the young party days, and yeah, I mean the Wahlbergs. Say it like that, right? How do you say it over there? You said Dorchester. <laughs> party. Um, you got to yeah. say party. Yes. That's right. It's a weird word, but apparently it was really good. And if you're like into that Indiana Jones kind of feel, uh-huh. if you want to, you know, get blazed and feel like. You know, you're in some sort of adventure. This is perfect for you. And uh, they gave it two thumbs up. They loved it. And of course, they were big fans of Marky Mark. So Fantastic. Uh, so it's definitely fan. Bud's, maybe more than one Bud. I don't know. Yes, maybe a couple, maybe Bud's. And remember, if it's not good, don't blame me because there was just a <laughs> listener that did that. See how that works? <laughs> like, I don't have to take the blame now. Right, so, right. I, I got you. <laughs> be empowered be empowered Brendan (laughs) how about you have you been watching anything you know I really haven't either um just um you know old episodes of Frasier here and there when I can't fall asleep but uh, um yeah I've been out in the sunshine a little more and uh and doing some other things so I haven't really either so it's great to get 
a movie report because we definitely yeah. need that. And isn't it crazy that uh, you can go outside now? You haven't been out very much that like it's entertainment just looking at watching people walk by or or doing mm -hmm. something in the park nowadays. So yeah, yeah, I encourage you to get out and watch uh, real life 3D television out in your <laughs> local park or at a, a cool show. That's going to mm -hmm. be it's a lot of fun and getting back to normal. Yes, for sure. Well, coming up next, Training Mary Jane. I'm Wendy Lovedge, and I'm here at Off-Leash Canine Training for Training Mary Jane. This is our trainer, Shannon Quintanar. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We're so excited. Mary Jane's been doing great. Awesome. I'm so happy. Today's a new start. We're going to mm -hmm. start with heel. That's a little bit amped up from the first walk. Mm -hmm. We taught you how to walk around without tension on the leash. This is going to be a little bit more structured, a little bit easier for you, but there's a lot more rules to it, okay? So I'll take Mary Jane if you'd like. Sounds good. All right. Come on, girlfriend. So first things first, we're going to start with a sit. Good. Every time we have a heel, we are going to line up with her nose. We don't want to be back here. Back here signifies that she's kind of leading the walk and I'm in the background. That's not a good idea for heel. We are actually leading the walk. So starting right by her nose, Mary Jane, can you sit? Good job. Starting right by her nose, and we're gonna shorten the leash. So almost about one foot. Now with that one foot, we don't want tension either. We wanna make sure it's loose. If she gives me tension, I am gonna click the remote and tell her, hey, get back in line basically. Ready, Mary Jane, sit. Awesome, here we go, heel. Good, I'm gonna tap right there, just lightly. I'm gonna tap a little bit and bring her back. Good, good heel. Heel, good, heel, heel, good. Mary Jane, sit, break, good girl, you did it. So with heel, it's kind of structured and it can be a lot for the dog. So you really wanna take small baby steps. I only walked a few steps and then I braked her. I don't want you to walk the entire mile. That's not fair to her. She's barely learning this type of technique. So little baby steps is gonna be more successful and bigger steps later on when she knows how to do it. Break, good girl. All right, so we're gonna try that again. Let's put her back into a sit and we're gonna line up, sit. Good, I'm lining up right with her nose. Mary Jane, heel. Oh, wow, that's a good heel. Ooh, that's a good heel. Now I'm gonna take a left. Mary Jane heel. Ooh, she's doing so good. Break, yeah, that was amazing. What a good girl, oh yeah. So small baby steps is more successful and she's really happy she accomplished anything at all. Hey guys, it's Shannon from Off Leash Canine Training Arkansas. This was Training Mary Jane. Thanks for tuning in, till next time. Come on girlfriend, let's go, yeah. I'm Dr. Brian Nickel, your cannabis expert for CannabisExpertMD.com with a music and cannabis pairing for the Wendy Love Edge Show. Wendy's musical guest this week is Opal Agafia. She is from Eureka Springs, Arkansas. She brings her own blend of blues, soul, jazz, country, and a bit of bluegrass mountain music to a mix, together with her very strong and emotional, emotional presentation. Uh, Opal returns to George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville, Arkansas for a live show on May 6th. You're definitely going to want to check it out if you're in the area. 
I listened to Share What You Own. It was recorded at Crisp Recording Studios in Northwest Arkansas. It's a very well-produced and mastered piece with uh, Opal's on-point soulful vocals backed up by a fantastic band. Uh, it is pretty much a mix of the styles I kind of mentioned before uh, in which she really brings it all together in a song about, of all things, karma. For this, I was looking for a more relaxing strain to kind of let you enjoy Opal's great vocals and let you think about uh, sharing more of the good in you and reining in some of the bad that we all have. For this, I selected based on the cannabinoid and terpene profiles available to me, Natural State Medicinals Confucius Kush. Confucius Kush is potent at 18.1% THC. A little bit of trace CBD is present. In the terpene department, it shows a respectable 1.4% total. Myrcene dominant at 0.38%. Next up is limonene at 0.29%. Betacuriophylline makes a showing at 0.24% with terpinaline coming in just about tied at 0.21%. Linalool is up next at 0.13% with just a little bit of pinene and humulene showing. Now, the myrcene present, that should speed the effects of uh, the THC, giving you quite a quick cerebral high. The limonene will give a nice little mood lift and receive, relieve any anxiety that you may be experiencing. The myrcene then settles in with a nice terpinaline and linalool base to give a relaxing, chill body kind of high. Now, Confucius Kush should be a good match with Opal's great performance and let you contemplate karmic debts due and... Uh, sharing what you own. For more things medical cannabis, be sure to check us out at CanvasExpertMD.com. We're also available on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under CanvasExpertMD. Now, Opal Agafia with Share What You Own.
Candace Steyer. And I'm Wendy Lovedge. And this is Mile High News. So hey Candace, what article do you have for us today? Well, Wendy, today I would like to switch gears a little bit and I came across an article out of Cannabis Net talking about hemp rebar. It got me thinking about all the amazing materials that they are making out of hemp now and how beneficial it would be to our environment. Right. So that sounds interesting. What is hemp rebar? Well, hemp rebar is the bars they put in concrete, Mm -hmm. like to keep it together, basically, because if you just pour concrete, it's just going to kind of go everywhere. And you can use it in all kinds of building materials, but that's the one I know the most about. Mm -hmm. Um, I know researchers are confirming that hemp rebar could be a suitable alternative to steel and cement construction. About 150 years ago, before this drug war started, um, we produced over 75% of the goods consumed by America. It is a critical time where our environment is degrading, our climate change going on. A friendly crop like hemp could really change the world. I know at a time right now, we're thinking about gas and how it's been $5 a gallon almost lately. Hemp fuel could provide the world with almost unlimited source of energy, environmental friendly and cost efficient. Just 6% of America's hemp um, crops would be enough to replace fossil fuels and nuclear power. Just 6%. Wow. What a big change yeah. that would be. That's amazing. 
for sure. And then we got paper and cardboard. It takes decades to grow these trees for our paper. Mm-hmm. And in a matter of months, we could provide high quality paper and it also would be acid free and recycled seven times instead of just three, like normal paper. Wow. Seven times. So how much would that save us? Like, you know, just on the trees alone, but then also for the environment, that's, that's absolutely wonderful. I would love to see that. Um, As a replacement for plastic, I mean, hemp would be so helpful to our environment. They say by 2050 that there'll be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Wow. We're already ingesting um, plastic that's already in the ocean. So, and we don't even know what that's going to do to people, you know, as they, I guess, as they study it, we'll find out. But Gosh, if they just replace plastic with hemp, it would make um, it would make a world of difference for sure. Um, and then hempcrete, I get so excited when I think about hempcrete. You know, I live in the South where there's uh, often mold issues, pests. If if we just built with hemp, it we wouldn't have those issues. You know, it's not going to grow nope. mold. It's not going to um, attract any pests, and it's fireproof. So it's much safer for your family to have the house built out of hempcrete and other buildings too, you know. Um, So I would love to see that uh, come forward for sure. Yes, and think about the second that they would have a little bit more time to get out of when your house is on fire Mm -hmm. because wood just goes up. But hempcrete being flammable would give you those extra seconds before it spreads to another room for your family to get out. And that in alone is, is just, amazing right it, it gives people a little more peace of mind uh, one less thing to worry about <laughs> yeah that, and that's always good mm-hmm. and then of course we know all about fabrics and clothing mm-hmm. that hemp uh can be made make many many shirts shoes all kinds of good stuff but did you know about ink I did not know about ink I saw that on on your list and I was like what <laughs> we can make ink out of yeah. hemp I didn't know about it either. I was like, wow. Okay. So it's a non-toxic ink too, that dries faster and needs less processing. Nice. Nice. It, you know, hemp will save the world if we let it, it can do all these things and more. Um, So this has been such a great report. Thank you. Oh no. Thank you. As always, I'm looking forward to next week. And this has been Mile High News on the Edge Show. I'm Candace Dyer. And I'm Wendy Lovett. Stay lit, everyone. Well, it's been such a great show. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts about women's empowerment? You know, if um, a woman's or a girl is, is watching this and kind of getting some good grasp of what's happening around uh, in society just know that there are opportunities and if you keep on trying no one is going to deny that you Mm -hmm. know uh, there's a lot of things that discourage us whether you're a guy or uh or a girl uh that that will keep you from getting to those goals or those things that you can't reach there's always going to be roadblocks and things that make take you backwards but understand that if you keep trying, there will be an opportunity and you've got to be dedicated to doing that. So, and for the guys out there, the girls can do it. Uh, the <laughs> girls have proven that they can do it. So 
take them for their worth and um, and equality and give them the shot that they deserve. That is uh, the big part about it. And whether, as I said this early in the show, you, everyone is a different person, we're a different character and everyone deserves a shot. So mm, that's agree. my final thought and definitely empower the women in your life. Yeah, I think by example, you know, if, if you're, um, you know, making sure that the women in your life feel empowered and feel heard and, you know, don't use words like, you know, you're taking up too much space or, um, or you're, uh, you're being too aggressive when really you're being assertive, you know, don't say that to me. (laughs) You better run. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think we still have a ways to go in society. Um, but I'm hopeful this new generation, you know, these Gen Gen Z folks, um, they're looking at things a lot differently. I, I have a lot of hope in the new generation, the future generations. Um, and, you know, let's continue to use our voices. Um, things like, you know, Women's History Month and International Women's Day give us sort of a day or a month to think about it. But we need to think about it all year and really look at how we empower the women in our life. Women really need to think about how they empower other women and how they speak to other women and whether they're lifting uh, our sisters up or, uh, or, or pushing them down because that happens quite a lot too. It's not just the issue of the patriarchy and the boys club. It's also you know, how we treat each other. Um, so we need to think about all these things and, uh, and as we do, we're lifting each other up and that's really the best, the best solution to all of it. Exactly. And uh, we believe in it. And hopefully we recognize this and it'll get better and better every day. Yes, for sure. Well, have a great week, everyone. Bye. The Ed Show is sponsored in part by Keras Healthcare, the relevant app, Lit Premium Smoking Supplies, 131 Inclusion Gallery, Irie Bliss Wellness, The Bomb Cannabis Body Care, Lindsay Camp with Synergy One Lending, Off-Leash Canine Training, and Green Harvest Health, inviting you to reclaim your wellness. Hi, my name is Stephen Coger, and I'm running for prosecutor of Washington and Madison counties. The justice system is broken, especially here in Arkansas, and one of my first policy changes will be ending the criminalization of marijuana possession. We should not be wasting our limited resources on a plant that is legal in half the country. Instead, we will focus on fighting violent crime. We'll also make major reforms and show how ending the harmful cycles of fines and fees of cash bail and overly punitive probation actually saves millions of tax dollars and makes us safer. Early voting begins on May 9th and the election is on May 24th. There's more information about me and the campaign at votecoger.com. That's vote, C-O-G-E-R, dot com. Paid for by the Committee to Elect Stephen Coger.